such a loser indeed. Always fucking late. Uh, Your incompetence knows no bounds. Oh, here she is. Hey. Here's the lovely lady herself. Speak of the devil. And she shall come. TMI. <laughs> We're talking about your only fans again. Harsh. The news looks small, so I was trying to see if we've... It just ran. Like all things in your life. <laughs> Unlike your ego, John. Came out oh, firing well. today, John. Don't miss if I don't take the piss out of you right now, because I've always taken the mickey out of her. It is true. I do deserve it as well. True. Anyway, we've missed you, Indy. We've missed you not being on pods with us. All goes horribly wrong when you're not. I've been thinking more about this new formula. Yeah, you thinking about not turning up again? Well, that could be part of the formula, is that I just hand on my baton to someone else randomly. I'm like, go, talk. Your baton? Yeah. Vegan baton, yes. <laughs> I wonder if we could, on one of them, really shake it up. Don't ask why. Lots of random reasons why. <laughs> if we're talking about Sage or something, suddenly Chris Downing comes on and he's like, to the left, to the right. To turn oh, it up, no. we have a 60 second random clip with Chris Downing getting people moving. Going up to steal one of his TikToks and just put it in. The thing about Chris Downing's TikToks, though, he always does these things where he walks off and follows him. Oh, he yeah. wiggles his bum when he walks. Oh, yeah. It's quite Zoolander esque, right? Yeah, yeah. Would that work in a podcast? If he was just saying it, like when we had the music going, come on guys, to turn it up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm brainstorming a range of different ideas. I love this mini series thing. And also, every man and his dog is coming out with a podcast right now. What's that about? F off, leave us to it. <laughs> I want to provide an experience that shakes our formula up and we start again, because why not? <laughs> Now I want you to imagine Chris Downing doing that. Come on. Okay. Right foot, left foot. Left foot, let's stop it. Cha cha. To the right now. To the left. Everybody stand up. Welcome to today's podcast. Today we are closing out season one. Yes, it has lasted an almighty one year. We will not be making that mistake again. Future seasons, we're going to open with a headline sponsor for the series. And we're really looking forward to the kickoff of our first season. Thank you for joining us today. Sorry it's been a while. We apologise once again for the delayed summer period you know how things are we're all back from holiday raring to go caught up on some of the things that are happening in the market so we're going to share that with you today but before we kick off we are talking about inflation and whether John and Ryan are working for firms that are looking to support them or giving advice to firms around whether they should support their employees with the rising cost of living. There was a recent survey done that said that most businesses are looking to provide a one-time bonus and some have considered whether they should make that a more permanent fixture and they should increase the salaries to boot. Um, 80% of employers are looking to do something. And so 
I wanted to find out a little bit more from both of you, whether your firms have made any pledges to support you as employees or whether you've had clients reach out. Are you giving any advice on that? So Ryan. Firstly, Indy, uh, it's great to have you back. Not sure how we cope without you. And I can't believe it's been a year, a year of us three talking nonsense about apps. We now have a little toddler of a podcast. We do, yes. It's grown up, not quite matured into that crazy teenager, but it's been a crazy journey so far. And long may it continue. I think it's Um, been weaned yet. Weaned. Really (laughs) producing some smelly diapers. So anyway, inflationary support. No, admittedly, I've not heard anything internally at the firm. That does not mean that there's not discussions about it, but it's not been announced to the wider employee group so if we are considering that that would still be with the partners at the moment that said i've not heard other accounting firms doing that my wife's in an accounting firm there's been nothing from hers i've not heard of anyone in our local area john that's something that's come across your way at all no i think we're in the same boat really ryan is that i'm not aware that it's been discussed we are in pay review season at beaver others at the moment but i'm not aware that we're going to get any sort of one-off bonuses or anything else that will come into the mix it'll be interesting to see what our pay review looks like given that salaries in the profession are definitely rising above inflation at the moment even though inflation's sky high and in terms of supporting clients we'll continue to support clients in any way that we can we haven't specifically come up with a strategy of how we would broach that. Do you think this is something you would table given that inflation seems to be at 11% at the moment? Is this something that you would proactively talk to clients about? I would do. I generally talk to clients about sort of macroeconomic conditions and national economic conditions anyway, because that has an impact in multiple ways in terms of whether they can afford to pay the bills, how they're perceived as a business, whether or not they're able to cope, whether or not they can afford to make these payments and, or, or offer increases and whether that's a strategic choice they want to make because some businesses will not want to give their employees significant pay rises even in spite of the cost of living crisis so you know those are all choices to be made but a pay rise implies that it's a permanent thing right surely it would be better to give a one-time bonus is that something you've ever come across before in accounting firms i think bonuses are generally something accounting firms avoid um in general i've seen them done in some accounting firms but they're contentious and although there's a bonus scheme a lot of people don't end up getting them and they don't really incentivize staff so as a one-off i guess payment i don't think we'd call it a bonus but as a one-off support payment that's something we would consider but for the support for client side it's going to vary industry by industry some industries are suffering way above the average inflation some are below it but one way of doing it is to streamline your systems reduce your costs by becoming more efficient. And that's exactly what we do at SB Digital, which grant plans. So we save on average for the clients that we service uh, £1,000 per month in staff costs. So if you want to pay your staff more, work out a way to become more efficient. And on that merry note, time for us to move on to app news. But before we do, for any of you that are regular listeners to our podcast, for any of you that have featured on the podcast, we're looking to do something different. Our very own John Toon is looking to establish our Digitals in a Cruel World podcast community. So this could be people that have been guests on the podcast before. It could be people that listen to the podcast regularly and are big fans of it. We want to build the community out so that we can get 
a bit more immediate feedback from you, but also so that we can share some of the app news that we find relevant as it comes in. We think that this would be a really insightful community for you to be part of because it means that we will be able to release snippets from the podcast a little bit earlier than we would put the whole podcast out. And we'll be able to instigate some debates, conversations, garner community feedback a little bit better. It will be a closed door community. So we recommend that if you have someone to invite, let John know. We're going to build two communities, one for our software vendors in the market and one for the accounting partners and accounting firms. And in doing so, we hope you find it a little bit more helpful, insightful, gives you a chance to mingle, network with others as well. Keep your eyes peeled if you see him slip into your DMs, which hopefully won't be too long. Excellent. I can't wait to slip into people's DMs. (laughs) I said slip, but I'm pretty sure it's like slide. Slide. I am so out of touch with the youth of today. You can tell I don't go on to any of these. So old, Indy. Dating things, you know, malarkey. I'm old school. What about the swiping? Go go to the pub, get absolutely plastered. And And snog whoever's nearest. Is that how it works? Snog whoever's (laughs) nearest. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for the the big hairy man to bash you over the head with his club. (laughs) Drag you off by the hair. (laughs) That's That's what happened to me. It explains a lot. Oh, wait to meet your <laughs> little croissant. It must have one head of a bend in it, mustn't it? For, for that title. <laughs> That's what happens when you suck it between your legs all the time. Something that's not flaky. There's comments about a sweet, buttery taste. I don't know where we're going with this. I really don't. <laughs> oh, God. How we managed to do this every time after a year, we would have got over all of this sort of smut. stuff. But no, just, we need the smut, smut, smut it never smut. stops, it just <laughs> comes out naturally as well. Anyway, okay. John T, <laughs> who's got some news today? Yes, I I have news. Woo-hoo, I have news. <laughs> yes, I have some news, and it's from my work papers who have improved their Excel integration with a new feature called Excel Connect. So this is good for us because we're my work papers users at Beaver and Struthers. And what Excel Connect promises to do is a two-way sync between my work papers and Excel. It works across multiple tabs in Excel workbooks. So for any firm that maybe is using Excel as their working paper solution at the moment wanting to modernize that and bring that into something like my work papers to feed directly into accounts production and things like that this is a great opportunity for my work papers to expand their functionality and to bring some more firms along with them so neat little feature and we will be rolling that out soon cool and then i caught something that was about the uk government who have set up a contracting agreement that's going to be worth 4.5 billion for application software services. So the Crown Commercial Services, which it sits within the Cabinet Office, has launched a consultation to create a framework agreement to contract work for HMRC as it strives to become less dependent upon legacy technologies. So the framework will provide a commercial vehicle to replace existing contractual arrangements that are due to expire between September 2023 and January 2025. It's going to be the basis for letting a large proportion of HMRC future application services requirements. What? I have no idea what's going on with that. (laughs) Basically... HMRC have got a shed load of legacy tech that they want to bin off and they need to spend four and a half billion quid on it to get rid of it. Got it. Yeah, 
and it's meant to be subdivided. This sounds like a lot of money. I mean, lot one is for consulting and enterprise architectural advice, design and delivery support. So this is basically like trying to find people that say, okay, this is the best way to set it up. And then there's lot 2A, which is around the software lifecycle from like the application development to the release to the IT ops and the DevOps. App lot three is addresses management and the middlewares and like APIs that they're going to use and so on and so forth. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's, somebody's going to make a lot of money this year. Yeah. Well, That's I what think I be take away lot, from that. I assume there'll be lots of different businesses that make a lot of money from HMRC. And they've been developing new systems and it sounds like they're going to tender for different companies to enhance those further. It's a massive project. They don't have the in-house technical capabilities. So that's why they're having to spend such an eye-watering amount of money trying to get all of it externally. Well, whether they've got the in-house capabilities is irrelevant because four and a half billion pounds today will be closer to six and a half billion next year, won't it? Because the one thing that we do know about government departments is they can't manage a project to save their lives. And so they always get massive overspends and overruns. And it won't achieve what they want to do either because that's the other thing about government projects because they never actually perform as they expect john I, li- I like your cynicism here john well done it's not negativity or cynicism it's reality that Ryan's it's a, book again <clears throat> it's a hallmark it's a hallmark of the history of every single government contract that's ever occurred in the history of the world i'm not gonna have a, a point on this anymore if you get any more cynical john i have to find a new angle <laughs> but ultimately will it take them further <clears throat> forward because they can't keep going as they're going the only way to change is to throw a lot of money at it. Well, in, in light of the fact that the Japanese government has just outlawed floppy disks, we're well ahead of the game, aren't we? Well, if you look at what happens over in America, everything's still paper-based. So we're well ahead of that. We might not be the leading country in this, but four and a half billion should help us get a bit further along that path. At some point, Elon Musk will get involved on it, so it'll be all right. True. I want to know how many real taxpayers there are in the UK. Okay, I'll stop asking about. So in other news, Lloyds Bank have done something that's weirdly innovative with digital promissory notes. This is an initiative that they, they've been working on for a while now. And although promissory notes are probably not something that most accountants or businesses come across in, in everyday life, this is quite fascinating. So the background to promissory notes is they've been around for thousands of years. They're basically used to complete transactions in lieu of actually having a physical cash payment occurring. And they tend to be used for sales and purchases of land, for example. The big issue with promissory notes has been that transactions take ages to complete because these things have to be passed around in paper form. So it's a bit like the US tax system by the sounds of it, Ryan. And um, so lawyers have been working on a new piece of digital technology to create these digital promissory notes, and they completed their first transaction in the middle of August on this, which is interesting news. So for particularly larger businesses that are going to be doing these kind of transactions that would utilize this technology, this is now going to become available as a standard. So not massively relevant in the SME space, but it's good to see that we're having innovation around payments, and it's something different to talk about than just open banking. 4,000-year-old transactions. It's taken 4,000 years to modernize this. Crazy, yeah, isn't it? It's the purchase of a pyramid in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's, it used to be paid in sand. Uh, the question comes, do I really want to go on holiday with you both? Do you want to see Ryan in his budget smugglers? Of course, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> petit croissant. I'd make sure they're bright yellow as well. <laughs> Can we never call it that? That's, <laughs> that's now stuck in my head. 
Don so Scott. Worst yeah. places, right? Oh, how is this coming to ridiculing me about my downstairs area? Downstairs area. <laughs> Your ground floor. Is that what you Ground floor. <laughs> I think that's the basement you got away. Yeah. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. Right foot. Yes, bring it on. New is this format, how- new formula. <laughs> I've just realised. <laughs> I think any time I'm saying something and John disagrees, he's going to drown me out with that much. That sound. <laughs> <laughs> on. That'd be amazing. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ryan's talking for more than 30 seconds. <laughs> Did you want to do intro and outro today? And... <laughs> and it really works to get you jumping, right? You, even if you just fist pump the air, it's good. Come on, Ryan. Oh, it works for all of us except for Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's too he's the one getting cut off. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what it's been done for. Missed those childish wiles that we have, haven't you? The thing is now, if I hear that song anywhere, I'm instantly going to stop talking. Conditioned. <clears throat> yeah, I'm conditioned. Every party that we go to in day. Straight to the DJ booth. Can you just play Trash Us Live, please? Yeah, yeah. That's it. From now on, that's our new jam. (laughs) (laughs) Moving into a specific app thing away from the government and big banks, we're looking at Comma. And Comma have released some new features. So they've built into zero payroll so they can absorb the payment files directly. They have also, upon feedback, segregated the payroll side from the supplier payment side because... A lot of the time, payroll information is sensitive, and so you do not want the same people that are running your supplier payments to be those that run the payroll payments. They've segregated that, which is great. They've also released the ability to scan a QR code from your desktop to trigger the payment on your phone. Now, this is great because there's so many times you are running something on a desktop solution because it's easier to run through all your suppliers, but the authorization from the bank is a painful through the desktop. So being able to scan the QR code, it goes automatically through to your bank and potentially take facial recognition to trigger that payment is a great release. There's some small releases as well in the fact that anyone that's using bank line will get a confirmation that the, the payment's been completed. And those that use Silicon Valley Bank where there was a big delays, they'll have a pop-up notification telling them how long it will take for that to complete as well. Yeah, it's exciting news from Comma. And staying in that kind of space, we've got some updates from Cresco. So they announced a little while ago now that they've built an integration with WooCommerce. So you can now start taking payments from customers going through checkouts on WooCommerce site. Really simple way of implementing that. Just need to download a plugin and then you can have that live on a WooCommerce shop in no time at all. And then following on from that, they then announced a new pay feature, which is free of charge for now. Uh, with a premium feature expected at the end of the September. So this is actually going to be mirroring uh, what we've just been talking about with Comma to a degree. You've got the ability now with the free features to make single payments, to upload payments from an accounting software and to do those individually. But the premium features will allow you to create pay runs and bulk payments within the app. A little piece from Fathom, which was acquired by Access Group. So another one bites the dust. Uh, uh, a little a little piece, Indy. Just a, a small <laughs> bit of news there. Schmidge that was shared and is huge congratulations to Fathom as well. There's no details on the terms, but it's believed they had 7,500 customers, which is a huge amount when you compare it to Futurely, who was also recently acquired and they had 1,500 customers. So well done. Fathom, snaps. 
And then there was also another bit of news. Did you guys catch that KPM did a raise and they closed their series at 3 million? Also, well done to them. From my understanding, product development is the core focus for them, especially with the changes that are being made on the MTD front. Do we know what series that was and did it give a valuation of KPM? It did not, actually. Oh, Very cold. good point. No, from my understanding, it was Series A because they've already done Seed. And you know that I have worked with them previously, but they didn't give a valuation. However, I'm quite excited for them, especially when you compare it to what was going on in the smaller end of the market, like Nomisma, who were obviously doing the crowdfund, and we reported on that, and they managed to get to, was it 500,000? Was it, John? Yeah. I'm looking yeah, at you. I think you. so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it's not a small chunk of change. What it's change. worth, we'll see in the next year, I guess. Admittedly, of the, of the 500,000 that um, Namiza sourced, 200,000 came from John anyway. So <laughs> I wish. Chucked a little bit of money behind that. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking about small chunks of change, anyone could speculate as to how much access it was spent on Fathom. Five times what Sage spent on Futurely, do we think? Or do we think that Sage will have overspent on Futurely? Access raised a lot of money. We reported this a couple of app news ago, and they've gone on quite a spree. They bought Prospect CRM, mm-hmm. which links really well in with Unleashed. They've now gone and bought Fathom. I, my guess is it's a lot of money buying fathom fathom is deemed quite a premium product and it's probably why there's been no disclosure that we've seen so far on it as well although i know john that you go through every single set of financial accounts out there to find this stuff once they're published i'm sure we'll see them oh don't you worry i'll be like a dog with a bone hunting that down sounds good so let's let's pivot to plio who are always trying to do something new in the marketplace they have now released the ability for accountants to pay invoices on behalf of their clients. Now, PO have gone on a large development pathway after they raised funding last year, and they've got approval workflows in the mix at the moment. And I've had discussions about how that's going to flow. And as player work, everything is always quite pioneering. So they're approaching approvals in a completely different way. And it's going to be really interesting once they release it. But the ability to pay invoice on behalf of their of your clients is really moving into that space that the likes of Telleru sat because they've earned a lot of accountant-based clients in that space and they're trying to edge into that market and take some of Telleru's client base as well as others that are in that space. Another piece of news that I first heard about from Heather Smith, who we luckily bumped into at Zurichon UK. She's been over in the US for the Zurichon New Orleans, and she reported an interesting bit of news that will eventually impact the UK product. So we've announced before that zero purchase locate inventory. We thought that was a brilliant purchase. If they managed to get into that inventory management space, they're really differentiating. And at Zerocon US, they announced they've already built into the locate inventory system, and it will be first coming out as a beta product in the US to test its efficacy, how well it will work. So as soon as it's proved in its effectiveness, I'm sure we're going to see it over in the UK, which I'm really excited about. That is a kind of announcement I was really hoping for at Zerocon UK. And be great to see once that product hits the UK shores. Yeah, that's a fascinating update, isn't it? Interesting to see that they've launched that into the US market only, not into the UK product. But I will wait with bated breath for that to start leaching into the UK product because that's 
that's a must-have set of features, I would suggest. Definitely. It'd be interesting to see how it compares to the current very basic inventory reporting in Xero. Well, they've stated so far that it will include, quotes, ability to print labels and fulfill orders. The fulfilling of orders sounds very interesting. The, the quotes and print labels don't sound as exciting because I know you can kind of use Xero as a workaround to deliver that already. Indeed. And one final little bit of news is there's a new app being launched. It's been around for a while and we discussed this briefly around. You said you'd known of it for a few months now at least. But this new app is called Know It and it's all about credit control. Scottish app built up in Glasgow looks, I would suggest, on the face of it, looks quite similar to what you would get with Satago in terms of you've got access to credit reports on customers, you have notifications and alerts that are driven through that, but also the ability like you would expect with Satago and Chaser, for example, to be able to automate that process of credit control and features around emails. You can print letters if you want to print letters, but nobody does that anymore. And you can also send chasing SMS messages to customers. So chock full of features, looks very, very interesting. Price point is that it's free for now, but then after a 30-day trial, you pay $49.99 plus fat a month. You pay $49.99 per business? Per subscription, so it'd be per company, wouldn't it? That's quite a lot, no? It is quite a lot, yeah. When you get Satago effectively for free, essentially, although there is a paid-for version. Chaser, how much is Chaser now? I can't remember what Chaser is. It's comparable to Chaser, I think. Yeah. yeah. So comparable to Chaser, but has some features that Chaser doesn't have, which is credit control. I mean, that's an issue that I've always found about Chaser. My opinion on Chaser is that it's always been a glorified email system and nothing much more. Ooh, controversial. Have, have you tried it? I tried it years ago, and then ah, I used well, Targo. Maybe you need to. Maybe you need to give it a second look. No, I yeah. use Targo because it has credit information, and Chaser yeah, doesn't. Yeah, John. <laughs> Um, software companies evolve so i know but chaser still don't have credit info (laughs) all right you two stop so um, (laughs) so expanding on that whole flow inside know it they've broken it down to two different areas which is the chase it and collect it so chasing it very similar to i guess the chaser model which focuses a lot around credit limits as well and then collect it being that debt collection which is where the focus of the business darcy quigley and co uh, that's their specialism. So that's what they've built this around. This is an advanced tool that they're releasing to try and solve this gap. Now, I've found that from a credit control perspective, this has been a very hard sell for clients because they want the control completely over how they communicate with their customers. So the uptake on this will be very interesting. But the fact that they've already integrated into zero QuickBooks Online, Sage Business Cloud and Free Agent is quite promising. Yeah, and the last bit that you mentioned, the collective feature is something you can do with capitalize as well because capitalize have the ability for you to to chase old debts and recover them there was one or two little other nuggets should i say them or should we just leave it at that yeah you can say we've still got eight minutes okay so capital on tap which is a uk small business credit card and expense management platform has received a 200 million pound funding facility from jp morgan and triple point amazing that's an incredible amount of money the capital on tap which had launched back in 2012 and they have a roughly 200,000 small business customers who have spent four billion on their capital on tap business credit cards this was the engine behind dex credit card when it was launched 
before it was then shelved not that long after it was launched but i did come across it and it looked good i was unsure why dex decided to shelve it at the time but i assume they didn't get enough buy-in over the period of when they were marketing it it's an interesting alternative, isn't it, to the likes of Plio and Soldo as well, because it's a proper credit card, not a prepaid card. And that was one of the defining differences between the products. And I kind of guess that was why Receipt Bank chose them as a solution. But they you maybe do, couldn't work, make the tech work. But you do now have GetMoss over in the UK, which has now had FRC authorization. And so they can do credit card functioning or facilities integrated directly into the likes of Zero QuickBooks Online as well. Sure. But... 200 million, it's not a small amount. As it happens, given that Ryan mentioned looking at the access accounts, I have done. <laughs> they, oh, don't yeah. Have the, yeah, they don't have the details for the Fathom acquisition, but they do have the details for the Unleashed acquisition, which was 72 and a half million. Unleashed? Yeah. Oh, well, that was ages ago. Ages ago, yeah. Well, they've only got June 21 accounts on there. Oh, okay. 72 and a half million they paid for Unleashed. 49 mm-hmm. million cash. Bring that bit into the news, Indy, or not? I might just leave it where it is, actually. Start rabbiting on. What was the other bit you had? Only that the Accounting Excellence Awards are taking place. So good luck to all of those shortlisted. And congratulations, by the time this maybe goes out, to all the winners. (laughs) To those of us who are going and will be suffering from a massive hangover, probably. Yeah, Yeah, commiserations to those people. It was last app news when we listed... 50 people or something now the trick is can you remember i remember can one you, can you name the winners oh all right <laughs> well done uh emily deacon for practice pioneer i can't remember what it's called i can't remember what the award is i'm putting all my money on cheryl Pink alistair Pink. something must not he alistair barlow alistair always, alistair always wins something he's a judge he's anyway he's, they'll, they'll oh, get is he? yeah he's can't do it Hurst is up isn't he yeah there you go see i remember someone or uh, Sage Advocate of the Year. Sage, <laughs> sage Patcher of the Year. Don't you dare insult our steward. It's not insulting. He uses Go Proposal. It's a Sage product. Oh. It's like the Incredible Hulk now. He's gone green. Yeah. Aren't we all going green? Look at John this fine yeah, day. Green. Oh, capitalise. There it oh, yeah. is. These old t-shirts still going strong. Oh, <laughs> and how did you feel about Zero not giving a t-shirt out, guys? Do you feel really upset about that? Yes. Yeah, we talked about it in the last pod. Yeah. Oh, I, I, Good to I, know you listened. <laughs> it was the one with Amy Cotton on, the one you said you listened to like four times. I did listen to it, but I only like, listened like to Amy. Like most of our audience. Like, do you listen to the pod? No. 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 I, I listened to it. I only really listened to Amy. I listened to Amy four times. <laughs> anyway, so... Thanks, everyone, for joining us on this podcast. We're just going to remind you that John Toon will be in touch. And I have learned that you're meant to say it's sliding into the DMs. So hopefully you will join our closed door community. We are really looking forward to engaging with you more directly, getting your feedback and sharing the tidbits of news that we have a little chat about and seeing what your views are as well and of course we are going to use it as an opportunity to make sure the content in the series that is coming up is something that you really want to be connected to if john doesn't slide into your dms but you might, do want I might to lurch into them Oh gosh, don't give us night terrors. If you do want to join the community all the same, we won't discriminate, except for we do want you to leave us a review or 
share on LinkedIn or whatever social channel it is that you listen to the podcast, you like the podcast, you love the podcast, whatever you feel about the podcast, please share it on your socials and then he definitely will be in touch. Thanks for listening. Hope you found this useful and we'll catch you on the next one. I don't think that's been the stickiest one we've done. You've got a lot of editing. A lot of jumping about. Oh, that was one of the best. I thought it was pretty good actually. I thought it was pretty good in terms of actual human content. Yes, there was a lot of human in there. Because all the app news that you guys did was quite like... Boring. So what you're saying is if you're not in it, you find it boring. No, that was not That's true. That's literally I the li- statement you made. I <laughs> am just saying that you guys were very, very... Stop recording. One time. No, it's fine. Keep going. We got a really good review on that one. Did you? Mm. Yeah. From who? Well, that would be telling, wouldn't it? From who and where and how and why? The second what? most famous bald man in accounting. <laughs> Who's the second? Oh, for oh like Jesus. Jesus. This joke has been running for a year now. <laughs> I don't know who the first is, for fuck's sakes. Oh, we talked about know. it in the last podcast. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. You don't listen to our podcasts. We all look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The discrimination. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. It's unbelievable. God. Well, this one will be even better because not only was a human content, there was a little bit of flaky pastry mentioned as well. Wasn't <laughs> and who, who doesn't, doesn't like enjoy that? a good little flaky pastry? Oddly, references to buttery. We need notes. more patisserie references. That's what we need. Yes. Oddly, this is making me hungry. Our new big apple tart. <laughs> <laughs> I actually still have one more vegan croissant left in the freezer. Whilst you slip that into your mouth. Don't think about the conversation today. <laughs> I shall be. I shall be slipping it in and biting it very hard, Brian. <laughs> oh, God. Definitely don't tell me when that happens. If, if I get a shudder, I know what you've done. <laughs> you got a shudder, I'm going to be worried. Oh, <laughs>